What's up, y'all? This is your host of the Plain Black Rapper Podcast, Nightlife, and I hope everybody's having a good day today. Or good night, depending on when you're listening. Thank you for your support, your shares, your follows, donations, all that nice stuff. Please continue to contribute. Please continue to listen. Um, Really appreciate having the audience for pretty much an open forum in regards to myself. I got to thinking a lot about situations and I think we got it wrong with some aspects. I remember, you know, we heard the big puffy song, you know, more money, more problems. But I think that money is the root of what can solve those issues just based upon the fact of where we are in life and where we are in this economy. You can't be happy without financially being okay. And I know we want to, you know, put that moral victory in it and say, well, you know, I don't, you know, some people may not have much, but they have themselves and they have their families and all of that stuff. And that's, I think that's cool when you're talking in the moral sense. But when you're talking about trying to survive financially, your happiness is directly tied in to money. The activities that your children can do, the activities that you can do, going on vacation, going out to get a bite to eat, going to sporting events, going out to the club, going out to your favorite show, seeing your favorite entertainer. Just leisure stuff. You need that. And I found in the course of the last, you know, few years with me that that's tied into a lot of my emotional well-being is I need to have money in my pocket when I go somewhere. I need to have money in my pocket just in general. I feel a lot better. I feel better as a as a person. I feel more confident. I feel more relaxed. I feel like I can enjoy myself without you constantly uh, constantly like counting what you have or just trying to make a mental note of do I have enough to cover this? You know, people that are millionaires and billionaires and people that make, you know, six figures. I think that you having that comfort and knowing that, okay, you're not living paycheck to paycheck or you're not in a situation where you feel like you can go out and you can have a good time. Your financials have a lot to do with your emotions. When I'm broke, I'm more irritable. I'm more angry. I'm more bitter. I'm more sensitive. You have money. You have you have opportunity to be able to kind of solve some of those things that are going on in your life. If you don't feel good about something, you can go out and go eat. You can go out and 
get something to entertain yourself. You can listen to music. You can you can do things. Take a check a drive. I mean, gas prices is you know six seven dollars a gallon, and you know even that is a stretch now. You just want to get away, but you have to contemplate that. Like, am I gonna have enough to get me by this week? So a lot of that social part we learned a lot about ourselves during the pandemic and money was not a big issue during that time you know getting your getting the supply and demand of your needs and stuff that you had to take care of was important and a priority and some of those things were running thin i mean shit toilet paper but as we came out of the pandemic we've returned to this situation where now things are double things are more and in order for you to be able to go out and enjoy yourself you're paying more for less you got to pay more for the time that you spend the places you go financially it's not you know it's it's not a it's not a relaxing time I mean, I'm on IG and I'm a part of all of these travel like um, IG pages. And it's amazing. I look at all of this stuff and I'd be like, man, I really want to do that. But it may not be feasible. I, I don't think I could do that in in good conscience and have a situation where my kids don't have certain things that they need. I mean, you know, my daughter does so many activities. My son is doing activities. My oldest daughter, thank God she's getting a job and she has things she wants to do. And my, you know, my oldest sons, you same thing. They, they still, you know, desire to do things and we want to do things as a family. But it's financially not as feasible as it used to be to do those things. So I have definitely an anxiety about being financially not okay when I'm not okay. And, you know, it happens a lot more often now because you've done so many things when you have those situations come up and, you know, you have financial situations that come up out of nowhere the unseen shit and you take care of those things. And then it's like mentally or you're wrecked because you don't have what you need. So just analyzing that emotional connection that I have with money. It's there. You know, my, my, my well-being is tied to that. It's tied to that comfort and that security when you don't have that comfort and security and when you're struggling and you have that that situation where you're going through those things, it's a lot tougher to deal with. And mentally, it's taxing. And you don't feel well. Sometimes you feel physically ill because it's like, man. I want to go do this. I can't even I can't even go do this. I'm making decisions about. This over this? I can't do both? 
I mean, you know, it, it got, you know, it, it's it's bad. It's bad. You know, your significant other is, is, is important to be able to make sure that you take care of them and do the things that you need to do for them to make them feel wanted, loved, respect, respected, and desired. And when financials get in the way of you being able to do that and do regular things that you're normally accustomed to, that mentally messes with you too. You feel less than adequate. And being a man, you feel less than adequate because you can't do those things. You know, pop up flowers, date night, just going anywhere, just running off and doing stuff. You, you can't do that. You have to make conscious decisions about what the next couple of weeks is going to be, be like and what your mortgage is going to be like and what your bills are going to be like. And you're thinking about all of these things and it takes the enjoyment out of doing those things if you even get to do them. But it's more of a disappointment when you're thinking about it and you go, well, I can't. And that's where it emotionally wears on you. That's where you you kind of lose faith and you have doubts and you are emotionally not really that stable when it comes to that. Because you feel financially inadequate, what makes you feel as a man and a provider, you feel less than adequate when it comes to that. And that bleeds into a whole other situation in regard to your to your mental outlook. Because then you have to break hearts and you have to disappoint people and you have to tell people to wait and you have to. It's it's such a divisive thing for yourself mentally when these things happen. So, you know, I'm understanding my feelings and my emotional connection when it comes to money. And that's something definitely I have to work on because it's gotten to the point where now it's like my my happiness is tied into my financial well-being and financial stability. If that financial well-being and stability is not there, then I am less than whole. I am not where I should be at mentally. I'm not feeling as great as I could. And, you know, maybe I need to go lay on a couch and talk to somebody about that. But it's still, it's not going to go away until I feel comfortable. I mean, I'm one of the people that, that think, like, hey, man, I just, people be like, man, I'm going to hit the lottery. I want to be, I want to become multimillionaire or I want to be a, want to be a billionaire or stuff like that. Nah, man, I just need to be comfortable. I just need my family to be taken care of. I just need to know that we good. I just need to know that things are manageable. And if things are manageable, then I I believe that I'm happy. I believe my happiness is just tied in the comfort. Like, man, I ain't even got to really worry about this. It's, it's taken care of. Or I'm ahead of the game. I'm not in debt. I'm not, you know, you have, you have these comforts in life that you're used to, but Man, when you got looming stuff and you got, you know, taxes and you got, you know, bills and you got student loans and you have all of these things that are constantly hovering over your head and making your credit a nightmare and making things uncomfortable and you have to make choices to pay certain things and not pay certain things and all of that, then it's not really cool to be there. 
And I know people, you know, proponents of that as be like, well, you know, you have to take care of stuff and you have to manage your money better and you have to budget and you have to stick to this and stick to that. All of that is easier said than done. Because sometimes emotionally you move in a certain direction. Sometimes there are things that need to be handled in the right now status. And once you have to be in a right now situation, you have to do something right now. You don't have a little nest egg put to put aside to be able to handle that, which some people do and some people don't. Then you're going to be in that situation where you're playing come from behind. It doesn't make you less of a person. It doesn't make you bad with money. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you a bad person. But you felt that you had to do something in order to take care of the needs today. And forego what you have for tomorrow. And that's tough. And then sometimes, you know, you just kind of you be in situations where you do something that you love to do and it's an interest of yours. And it may be a dream and the others you may me look at it as a hobby or whatever. But you are taking you know, money and you're investing in that and you're investing in yourself. But ultimately. You're not getting what you need back to even cover, cover the dream. You're not even on break even status. And that, again, is a mental grind to deal with. You put all your time, your effort, you put in your finances in front of you to get these things done and you're not seeing what you should, what should come back. Then it's a little crushing to the spirit. And it's tough to, it's tough to deal with. So the people that are on that, I don't need money to make me happy. I personally think that's a bunch of bullshit because the people that say I don't need money to make me happy are the people that have money. They don't have, they're the haves. They're not the have nots. The have nots don't say that. You know, I can make the best of the time that I got here, but it would, it wouldn't hurt to have enough to do this and this and this and to go this and this and this place. I mean, when you watch Good Times and, you know, they family, they were happy together. They were in the middle of the ghetto. They had a small apartment. But James didn't go out busting his ass. Knowing that he was running in a circle, he was trying to level up. He was working to level up. And I think that we have to understand that is that people work to advance themselves to a better position. We're not working to just go, okay, I'm just doing this job and I'm comfortable. But you have to be looking to some looking forward to something else. Ultimately. And I think that's a. That's where we get into trouble at is is that. 
people just think, well, you just need to be thankful that you have a job. I mean, I understand that. That's fine. We can say we're thankful to have a job. But you also have to have the passion to want more. And then figure out how to get more. You have to be looking at something down the road. Nobody gets to it. Nobody goes to a ladder to, you know, climbs a ladder to not get to the top. They don't climb to get to the middle and stop. They want to get to the top of wherever it is they got to go to. You got something to do on the roof. You got to get to the top of the roof. You can't get to the top of the roof standing in the middle of the ladder, right? No. You have to have those goals. You have to have those wants. You have to have those needs. You have to have those passions. And if you're somewhere and you're working somewhere and you don't want to level up and you want to stay where it is that you're at, then you're going to get what's coming to you. Then you're going to just be in that constant space. And you definitely need to be thinking about trying to advance. Now that we can move on from that, I mean, you definitely need to be thinking about trying to advance because that whole thing where your, you know, your father had a job and, you know, or you, you can go and bang a hammer for 30 years and be fine and get, get a nice little retirement. That ain't happening. You a spoke on the wheel. They trying to churn you out. They trying to push. They trying to push you out for the for the next, you know, for the more younger and more cheaper. So you can't stay in one place. You have to be thinking in the sense of how do I level up to the point where I'm trying to make decisions about who I would like to bring aboard, as opposed to me being the person that is, you know, at the. Uh, at the mercy of the opportunity. You want to be the opportunist. You want to be the person that provides the opportunity, not the not the person that is waiting for the opportunity. Right. So you have to be thinking ahead. I tell my employees all the time. You should be thinking about doing something else besides this. There should be a plan. There should be a next step in, re- in in your evolution to think about something else. The company's going to pay you to go to school. Take the money. Go to school. Level up and figure out something else to do. We don't know if this is going to be here 10 years from now. Especially with at the rate that things are going, you have to be preparing for things as if they aren't going to be there. You don't have this golden parachute. It's a good paying job. It's good benefits. Man, I could just hang out here for 20 years and retire. I'll be cool. Man, you can't even you can't even uh, fall for that trap. Not in today's America. You can't fall for that trap. That'd be the problem. We just fall for it. Banana in the tailpipe. That dream of working, getting to the end of your employment, retiring, having a fat pension, and just going around and seeing the world in your little RV with you and your significant other. I believe those days are gone. 
you have more, much more of an opportunity to be able to achieve that by creating your own. Developing your own business, running your own business, having control over what it is that you do. Putting in that work early to be able to get the returns late and building and bringing people in to be able to do the job as you see fit and making something out of that situation. As opposed to being tethered to a company. If you're tethered to the company, then you must look upward for upward mobility. Because you accept the position that you're in and they come in and then on snap and say that that position doesn't exist anymore. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You have to do your own maintenance in regards to that. And you should always be trying to improve and learn something. I was told at my I was told at one of my first jobs. Manager said. The best thing you can do is learn my job. Huh? The best thing you can do is learn my job and learn other people's jobs while you're at it. Learn it, be better than them. So when it's time for me to move on or it's time for them to move on, you can move into that spot. And that's exactly what I did. And that's not a that's not a bad thing. I think that's excellent advice. But you should do you should definitely do that. Be looking into what it is what it is that the people around you are doing. Hey, I can do that. I probably can do that better if I just focus myself and get it done. Build a better mousetrap. Do the job, be ready to step in. So when they lose that person or that person goes away or that person moves up, then you can move in. That's part of the process. The problem with that is the people that get too comfortable, that just want to sit now. Oh, I don't want to do that. I'll just sit here. Are the ones that are scrambling when it's when when there's changes that happen. If they're not the ones to help to facilitate the change or to make the movements or to train or upgrade the people. If you're not the if you're not the trainer or you're not the person that knows valuable information about the systems that that you're working on or know your way around certain things to the point where you make yourself valuable, then you become a liability because they can get somebody else to do it cheaper. No matter how comfortable you are, they can get somebody to do it cheaper. They may not be as good as you. They might not be as good as you, but they can get somebody to do it cheaper. And they're going to get them to work twice as hard because of the simple fact that they want to be where you are. So if you're not creating a situation where you're trying to move upward, then you're going to suffer the consequences of that. And I know that's tough to hear. And I think about it every day. I'm constantly in a fight trying to wrap this school shit up right now. 
because I need to go on to to do something else. I get a six year itch. And it's time to move on after that. <laughs> Whether it be the company made the decision or I made the decision around six, around the six year mark. Yeah, it's time to go, bro. It's time to do something else. So constantly be thinking of that. Constantly try to wrap your, your head around that and be looking, looking upward or looking around to another position that's going to be more financially beneficial to you. It may be beneficial to your time. It may be beneficial to different things because I'm telling you, man, sitting in that, sitting in that one, in that one place, and you think that's going to happen for the next the next 20. I don't know about that. We're just not blessed with that anymore. The world changes rapidly. Just like the climate changes rapidly. Just like the economy changes rapidly. These cycles for jobs and employment in every company it's just one scandal away from shutting his doors. Every company is that way. There is your biggest company out there that could possibly be a WorldCom. And you don't want to be on the you don't want to be on the ass end of that. You better have your shit together and you better make yourself valuable. Because when that, when that day comes, it's rough. It is definitely not comfortable when your place of business decides to hang it up and you're left stranded, not knowing what to do. Because all you know how to do is one part of the assembly line. You didn't learn all the jobs in the assembly line. Or learn how to fix the computer when it broke. Or learn how to work the programs uh, that made the assembly line run. Or learn how to order the parts for the assembly line to be built. Or learn how to manage the people that manage the assembly line. You got to learn all that. To build up your tool belt so you can go anywhere. People that know computers and coding and stuff. Cybersecurity. Them cats gonna always have a job as long as they update they update their education. They always gonna have a job. There's always gonna be somebody that wants them. The people that fix the computers are always gonna be people that want that want them. Get into that, you gotta get into that need. Management of people is now a valuable resource. They want people to manage positions to get the most out of the most out of employees for the least amount of money. And they need managers to do that. So learn the skill of management. It don't matter if you manage the lemonade stand or if you manage a fortune 500 company or a 
brand or whatever. If you know how to manage people and you know how to do that well, that translates anywhere. You can be trained to do whatever it is that needs to be done for that specific company. But managing people, that is a skill. That's a life skill. And if you know how to do that properly, you're always going to have a soft place to land that. Because this translates. It definitely translates. You have to be able to know how to motivate people to do what you need them to do when they don't feel like doing it. You think that's not a valuable skill? Knowing how to talk to people, knowing how to count. You're a manager, you're a counselor. You're a motivational speaker. You're a confidant. You're a disciplinarian. That's why the managers are so important. And people are willing to pay managers money to come in here and work these companies. But as a manager, it's your opportunity and responsibility to be able to look upward and say, okay, what can, what else can I manage? It can't be more than it can't. It's got to be more than this. What else can I manage? So you got to look upwards. And look for the next big thing. And work on that. Well, I think that I've talked your ear off enough. I've reached my 30 minute maximum time. So thank everybody for joining me for the Plain Black Rapper podcast. Again, follow. We're on Spotify, on Anchor. Share. Use the... uh the donate button, donate to the cause. This don't run on sunshine and puppies and flowers and hearts. Need money for this. So just make sure that you contribute if you can possibly contribute. But continue to share and follow. And thank you very much. Just remember when you go into the building, treat the janitor as you would treat the CEO. Say something nice to somebody. You could turn their whole day around with just one compliment. All right, y'all. Peace. Thank you for joining us. Make sure that you holler at us on other social media platforms. Instagram, Mitchell Media Review, and at Nightlife3200. You can also reach me at Twitter, at Nightlife3200. Check out Facebook. And also, you can check out all of our content over on Mitchell Media Review on YouTube.